When I was in my teens, I was in a car accident. I was on my way home from a friend's house when the car hit me at 40 miles an hour. It wasn't a direct hit, but they slammed me over the side of the road, breaking both my right arm, right leg, and two ribs. Hadn't it been for my helmet, I would have cracked my skull open. I still got a nasty concussion though. The rehabilitation was gruesome. I ended up in a deep depression, effectively losing an entire year while my friends went off to high school. I was hopped up on pain meds and had three sessions of physiotherapy per week. I ended up with a chemical imbalance. Everyone thought it was just me being a bit down about the whole recovery, but it was far deeper than that. I was falling behind all my friends and I was feeling left out. It's left some permanent scars. Anyone who has suffered from depression knows that you don't get just one symptom. It is all kinds of things, and it varies. One day, you can barely get out of bed. Another day, you just can't stop crying. You get panic attacks just from getting in the shower. You're just so much more vulnerable, you know? But for me, the worst part was the nightmares. I just couldn't relax, and I'd get these vivid, monstrous nightmares. Every single night, over and over. They were horrid and gruesome being buried alive, having to eat my own body to survive, being at a party, having my eyes falling out of my skull. I had to crawl along the floor, hoping no one stepped on them. These kind of nightmares came to me every day. I grew so accustomed to them that I just stayed up as long as I could at night, instead falling asleep in the middle of the day. My parents thought I'd developed narcolepsy, as I recovered, most symptoms eventually went away, as my body healed and I started getting back into routine. I improved rapidly. I could play basketball again. I got my social life back. And I started enjoying music like I used to. One by one, my symptoms went away. I no longer considered myself depressed, and my doctor agreed. It took time though. A long, long time. But the nightmares never really went away, I just adapted. Over the years, I got more and more used to waking up in the cold sweat. I started keeping sleep timers that I strictly adhered to. And I abused caffeine in the afternoon and days, where the nightmares got the better of me. Over time, I started forgetting what I'd even dreamed. I'd still wake up sweaty or with a high-end pulse but it would rarely go so far as to wake me up. I'd just get up in the morning with that feeling of unease, but just like any other wound or disability, you never really get used to it, but you adapt. But high school made way for the real world. Eventually, I made my way through a few community college classes and landed an apprenticeship as a plumber. I'd also help out as a bartender on odd weekends. I wasn't living the high life, but I was making do and saving a little bit every now and then, but I love a small town living. I tried to find ways to deal with my nightmares, but I never really found anything permanent, painting, writing, even boxing. It was all just temporary release. Over time, I'd adapt to that too, and the nightmares would come back. It made it really difficult for me 
to have someone stay the night, as I was scared for them to hear me scream or cry in my sleep, something which persisted from my teenage years. Heck, if it is bad enough for the occasional neighbor to complain, I couldn't imagine how bad it would be for someone that shared my bed. I first started posting on Reddit a few years ago, just to see if there was other people out there who suffered from the same kind of nightmares as I do. I got in contact with a few other people that had also wrestled nightmares on and off for several years, and they had all kinds of advice for me. There was the standard exercise and diet crowd, and the fine Jesus people, and of course, those who had no advice to begin with and just wanted to hijack the post to talk about themselves. But I got in contact with a few who seemed genuinely interested and had dealt with something similar themselves. They talked about various kinds of medication and long-term treatment, all with the perspective of keeping it manageable. During this time, I was finally starting my job as a plumber. I know, it might not sound too exciting, but it was a great relief knowing I would have a steady job for as long as I want. People always need working pipes. That won't change anytime soon. The nightmares were still there, and my screams could get so bad the neighbors pounded on the walls, yelling at me. I fault for them, really. I was trying out a few tips from Reddit, mostly relaxing and mindfulness exercises. I was improving for the first time in years, and I was actually starting to feel a bit optimistic. I was getting up earlier in the morning, I had more energy, and I could take an hour or two of overtime every now and then without falling to pieces. All in all, things were getting better. Then I got in touch with Veronica. She was one of the people who reached out to me on Reddit. She told me she dated a guy with issues similar to what I was describing, and she seemed both eager and sympathetic. I had so many hangups about dating someone that it felt nice to just talk openly to someone about it. She talked about waking up to his screams and desperately trying to help. Also, that nightmares wasn't what broke them up in the end. Him refusing to talk about his issues was, by far, the main offender. But that shouldn't be a problem for you, she wrote. You seem very open about it. I suppose I was, at least online. Over time, we moved from Reddit to Facebook to texting. It became a daily routine to check in with one another. She was trying to help me understand and normalize my condition, and I was helping her get over a bad breakup. She just seemed like a genuine and caring person. After a few weeks of texting back and forth, we got a bit more open with one another. We realized we just lived about 30 minute drives apart, and we were both curious about meeting up. We decided on a casual, non-date meetup, just to have a coffee and try out the chemistry. Of course, it wasn't that simple. Veronica was as kind as she was beautiful, and had a smile as warm as her hair was long. Just seeing her across the cafe made me fall in love with her. Then again, maybe I'd been in love all along. That might just have been the first time I admitted it. The coffee turned into a long walk, a dinner, and a couple of glasses of wine. 13 hours later, I was standing outside her door, trying to pry myself away from her company. We just sit there, talking late into the night. I could have stayed there until sunrise, 
but we decided we'd meet again the next day. So we did. One thing led to another and we started meeting every weekend. It wasn't long until the talking took a backseat to kissing and more. She was so warm and gentle. Every movement, deliberate and sensual. Sometimes I'd stay over at her place. Sometimes she'd stay over with me. Within a month, I had a spare toothbrush for her in my bathroom. We were more often than not at my place. Hers was a bit impersonal. But it wasn't all roses and sunshine. My nightmares started coming back with vengeance. At first, I thought it was because I was excited or exhausted. I tried to explain it away, but it always came back to Veronica. The more time I spent with her, the worse I slept. Still, she was so understanding. She comforted me in the morning. She sat with me when I woke up at night. She was nothing but supportive. But it was getting unbearable. Veronica tried to make me relax. She figured I just had to adjust to not sleeping alone and argued that it would all go away in time. If anything, we just needed to spend more time together. To her, the solution seemed obvious. I wasn't convinced though. My nightmares were worse than ever, and they weren't going away. Before, I'd forgot them come morning, but not anymore. Instead, it felt like my mind was marinating in the constant, relentless unease. I dream about my hair turning into centipedes, biting me as I laid down. I dream about my brain melting out of my ears as I desperately tried to hold it in with my hands. I dream about dying in a fire, about drowning, a hundred horrors, any one every night. And in the morning, I'd still feel something. My lungs might hurt from trying to breathe in a vacuum. My skin might feel warm from the fire. The sensation would go away after a while, but the feeling would stick with me all throughout the day. And right there, next to me, was Veronica to cheer me up. She was always so cheerful in the morning. By now, the most people I talked to online had gone away. I still had contact with this one guy in France though. Anthony, he had almost the same problem as I did, but he'd finally found a treatment that worked for him. It was a pretty specific type of medication, but I decided to talk to my doctor about it. We figured we'd give it a try for two months. It was a bit costly, but if it could actually help, it would be worth every cent. The next time Veronica came over, I slept like a goddamn baby. From the moment I rested my head, it was just lights out. No dreams, no anxiety. I bet my neighbors were happy as well, not hearing a peep from me for an entire night. It was like turning off a light and then just suddenly being awake again. It was a bit unsettling just how effective it was. I couldn't help but laugh. It was so unexpected. Veronica was happy for me. For a little while. But over the next few days, she seemed bothered. She'd ask me why I was treating her differently and why I was acting strange. I told her about my new medication and she didn't seem impressed. I don't like what it does to you, she said. Not one bit. There was a strange intensity to her, like her eyes had grown darker. I couldn't just stop taking my new medication. I was sleeping well for the first time in years, and I wasn't about to just quit. I had no idea what she was referring to. 
I was, if anything, more positive and energetic than I had ever been. I was feeling attacked, seemingly out of nowhere, and I was having a hard time understanding it. For a few nights, I tried to stop taking the pills, but the nightmares just came back worse than ever. I dream about being strangled, waking up three or four times a night. Again, I'd wake the neighbors. I'd wake from my nightmare, hearing them bang on the walls. Sometimes, I wouldn't wake. Instead, I dream about being impaled and slowly bleeding to death. All of a sudden, Veronica was back to her usual and caring self. If anything, it was getting a bit eerie. The worse I slept, the happier she'd be. She was nothing but warm towards me for the next few days. She'd practically moved in with me at this point, staying over almost every night. She'd cling to my arm when we went out. She'd give me kisses on the cheek while we were grocery shopping. She'd stroke my hair when we watched Netflix. And she'd be nothing but a smiles all day long. But I was exhausted. I was falling asleep at work. I couldn't keep this up. I had to start taking the pills again. It was a Friday night. After a desperately long week, we made some hot dogs, I took a shower, and turned in for the night. It was barely 9pm when I finished brushing my teeth. I was standing with the sleeping pill in my hand when I saw Veronica behind me in the bathroom mirror. She was leaning in, her face as stiff as ice. I just stood there, holding the pill, meeting her eyes in the mirror. For a brief moment, I could have sworn they reflected the bathroom light. Are you gonna start taking those pills again? She said as casually as if asking how my day had been. I gotta sleep. I sighed. I can't do this. You sure about that? Yeah. No, I mean... Are you really, really sure? I was having second thoughts. There was an ultimatum dancing in her eyes. And I was too tired for drama. I swallowed the pill dry. And as I turned around to face her, she was already heading out the door. I tried calling and texting her, but there was no response. Instead, I just turned in for the night. I was having trouble keeping my eyes open. That night, I had one of my worst nightmares yet. The pill did nothing. I dreamt I was in this eternal black ocean. My clothes were heavy, weighing me down. I could barely breathe. The waves slapping me left and right. Every other breath I dipped beneath the surface. The water was so dark I couldn't see my own hands. I'd sometimes feel something big brush up against me. At times, something would tug at my legs or arms. Something sharp would poke at me. My flailing hands would poke against the slippery surfaces passing by. I'd feel my body get pushed back and forth as masses of water moved. I could feel big things swimming past me in the dark. I woke up over and over and over, but I couldn't move. My body was still asleep, and I would start losing track over what was real and what wasn't. As my head reached the black ocean surface, I could see someone else, someone swimming towards me, something with a skin white as chalk and cold black eyes. Moments later, I'd be in my bedroom. I'd feel myself gasping for air. My arms weren't responding to movement. I'd try moving, screaming, but nothing happened. And there, in the doorway, was Ronica. Every time I blinked, it felt like she looked different. 
She'd be the chalk white thing swimming towards me. She'd have the coal black eyes. She wasn't even swimming or walking. It was as if she was being pulled towards me. The only clear difference that I remember with absolute clarity is that right there, coming at me from the doorway, she was smiling as wide as on that first casual non-date. She crawled into bed carefully like a prowling hyena. As I closed my eyes, I'd see the coal black eyes inches away from my face, two worlds separated by the blink of an eye. A pair of delicate stone textured hands covered my face, as if to kiss me, but no kiss came. Instead, she unfurled her lips into this grotesque circle, her teeth bending and flexing like a leech. I'd feel her cold breath on my forehead, saliva dripping down my face. She thrived on this, she fed on this, on me. All of a sudden, I was fully awake. My neighbor was, once again, banging on my wall. Had I been screaming? Veronica pulled back. She'd been leaning over me. She stared at me, her pupils so large that her eyes looked black. Her teeth were short and sharp. Like a piranha, slack-jawed, she crawled backwards. I couldn't find any words. As I sat up, she scurried backwards like a cockroach. For a few seconds, we just stared at one another. My wrists were short and shallow. It felt like balancing on a knife's edge. She could attack or run. At the drop of a hat, she was a cornered animal. Something salty dropped into my eye, and as I wiped it off, she ran. She was scrambling to get out as fast as possible, not letting anything get in her way. She knocked over a chair on her way out of the kitchen, along with two plates and a glass. I could hear her slam the front door open, using the entire weight of her body to gain a couple of milliseconds. For a few minutes, I just sat there, trying to remember how to breathe. When I finally looked down on my hands, I saw blood. There was a round bite mark in the middle of my forehead. I called the police and reported an assault, leaving out the parts that I couldn't explain. But apparently, Veronica was really difficult to get a hold of. She'd lived at a temporary address, and the name she'd used wasn't real. We didn't have any common friends and family, and the only trace of her left was a witness telling the police she'd rented a fully furnished apartment. The same day, we went on our first non-date. It was very possible she'd moved there just to get close to me. The only reason I had that final terrible dream, I later found out, was that she had replaced my sleeping pills with sugar pills. So much for placebo, I guess. I think she is some sort of predator. She stalks sites where people have terrible dreams. She feeds on them, gaining nourishment. And when she thinks she can't get anything else from you, she does something. Something for a last feast. I don't want to know what she would have done to me, given just a few more seconds. I don't think she's alone. Others have messaged me. Every now and then, I still get random people who follow me, asking for updates. They are strangely enthusiastic about it. I urge you, be careful. You don't always know your worth.